Welcome to HomeWise, a podcast of Highlands Ministries. Wisdom is essential in building a strong family and home life. Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears it down. I'm Steve, and I'm here with Kara Murphy, my wife and the mother of our 10 children, ages 3 to 20. I've been blessed with a wise and godly wife, and over the years I've learned that Christian women appreciate her perspective and need encouragement to rise above the folly of our culture and be home wise. Okay, let's follow up that last conversation where we talked about preparing kids for marriage, and let's talk about how we know when they are ready. Well, do you ever really know they're ready? I don't know, but... It is a little bit of a scary thing sure. to tell your son or your daughter, because it never, it never comes and just sits. It comes when they have somebody in mind or That's a young true. man has come. That's true. I, I will say at least so far, it's been scarier to say your son is ready yeah. than it is to say your daughter is ready. We've talked about the fact that a, a daughter who has learned to follow and submit, if she has a good leader for a husband, will do fine. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> creating a good leader that is a son... <laughs> <laughs> that's a little scarier thing because you think he's going to lead this family. And if I think he's ready and he's not really ready, this could be really bad. Yeah. Really rough on some sweet young thing that marries him in good faith. Right. <laughs> in you and in him. That's and in right. Him. And you're thinking you have to spend your whole life apologizing <laughs> <laughs> or we're supporting them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about the particularly, um, we have a, we have a, a, uh, an earmark, if you will, partly because we are quiverful, but also because we know that even people who don't believe the same way we do about God's sovereignty over the womb, you know, we assume that once you're married, you know, intimacy is occurring and even the best laid plans are often overrided by God for, for, for us, as we look at our children, being ready to get married also means being ready to be a parent. Absolutely. Whether or not that's their plan right from the beginning, but that is, that needs to be the watermark, if you will. That yeah. must, that's got to be, all right, this is. Yeah, and we're understanding none of us are ready for what happens. Right. But but you do have to, there has to be a basic level of maturity. You have to understand uh, that this, this child is ready, this son in particular, is ready to take on the responsibility of being a husband, knowing that within nine months he could be a father. Right. So there's the financial aspect of it. And obviously, first there's the spiritual aspect of it. And even is he... Not going to be blown around by the waves of every doctrine. Uh-huh. Is he steady-minded in his, not only just his theology, but his practical walking out of his Christian faith? Mm-hmm. There's the financial, you know, is he able to support mm-hmm. a wife and child? And, and we would say at a, at a basic living level, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Right, because we have lived at all levels of economic prosperity from very, very low to very, very high. And we recognize that God uses all of that. And we understand that you might have a very high standard and a week after they're married, the guy loses his job and now he's 
substandard. He's below what you would have approved. And this is just all in God's hands. Absolutely. And there is, there is a lot of controversy. I think some of the struggle that some of the 20 somethings that are courtship minded have had is the expectations of a lot of parents have been so high. Mm-hmm. We, we, t- we joke about the, he needs to have a, you know, a full time mm-hmm. career and 30,000 in the bank and own his own home. And have lived outside the home already. Well, yeah. But even if been they haven't. Been out on his own, independent, proving he can do it. Right. And and even when within our own fellowship, you know, when one person expressed, this is what our expectations are when a young man comes, one of our elders said, well, then I don't qualify. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that ought not to be so. Yeah. By the way, this elder was mid forties, right, and at had the time, had, and had, had a large fa- that's right, large yeah. family and a very godly and taking care of his family. We so also we need to be don't careful what right. our standards are, and we don't want to just have him be American standards either, because we can put the American dream mm-hmm. on our kids. Mm-hmm. What we find, or what we have found, is that some financial struggle is really good for a marriage. It is. And Learning and growing through that together and struggling right. together. Even to some degree, growing up together, there's a basic maturity and a basic understanding that is necessary. But there's also a level of you grow together as you work out these issues, as Absolutely. you learn and grow yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. We must be really close because we've gone through so quite a few ups and downs. <laughs> I mean, just look how good we are together. I'd say we're um, close. You know, it's, it's funny though. I, I, even my parents have expressed that the times when the money is real tight, you, you, you get together and you, you get bond and you come up with these creative ways of having fun without spending money. And, and it is a good thing. It is, it is a good thing. Now can be overwhelming too, but yeah. But as long as you, it reminds me of that proverb that says, you know, basically you have enough that you're not hungry, but not so much that you, <laughs> you remember that proverb? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, not that you're, you're, enough that you're not tempted to steal, but not so much that you're tempted to forget God. Yeah. So, um, you wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, when a young man or a young couple becomes a couple and their responsibilities, together to the church and yeah yeah i i just think a part of a readiness in our kids lives is understanding that when they become a family a household that they then have a particular relationship to the church they've grown up <coughs> most likely they've grown up uh in another household in the church under their uh parents authority under that umbrella and and they you know when the family joined the church however many years ago uh, you as a child just stood there and you may not have owned this as your own and I think I think this should be communicated by the parents if not by a pastor who's doing premarital counseling uh, in when thinking of uh, readiness they need to be ready for their relationship to the church and the young man needs to understand that he has a responsibility for this woman that he marries in the church. And that, that means also a growing responsibility. For example, if you have had a household meeting or you have issues going on in the church where this young man is increasingly brought in on those things and help to think biblically about them. Yeah. So in our, in our church, we have, uh, occasional men's meetings 
and uh, or we bring our boys to those early on. And sometimes the topics of conversation in those meetings are a little bit sensitive. And if my boys are uh, 17, 18, 19, and it's a really sensitive subject, that's when I really want them there. Right. Uh, because I want them to see, to feel the weight of it. That's right. And to understand what they are moving toward. And so this is a part of what we talk about just naturally in conversation together. Uh, so that when uh, they do get married, it's not this big earth-breaking revelation uh, or ground-breaking revelation. It is, it's well known and understood by that. The next step on the continuum. Yeah. Yes. One of the things that we need to emphasize is in evaluating readiness. It's not like we're the, the quality control person with our, our clipboard off to the side. And you're Checking watching your, boxes. that's right. And you're going, Oh, okay. He did that. Okay. Yeah. He did that. Yeah. Uh, it requires a tremendous amount of conversation. It requires t- conversation to see where they are in their thinking, you know, the way they're thinking, uh, conversation as relationship challenges come up. How do they deal with them? How do they work through them? Do they work through them like an adult or do they work through them like a child? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they easily offended? Do, are they like a child? Or are they like an adult in the way they relate to people, to their siblings, in situations of difficulty? And then also, as they're looking for a spouse, what kind of things are they looking for? And we have a lot of conversation in the teen years where we ask questions, not to narrow down who the Lord has for them, but more... What is it that you like about this person or what is it that you like about this? But what, what do you see are their strengths and how do you see those strengths working with your strengths and weaknesses? Yeah. And, and, and that can be really revealing. Yes. As a parent. Right. To see what your son or daughter might be thinking at the time about a particular young man or woman yeah. or kind of person. Right. It can really open your eyes uh, as to what's going on inside that head of theirs. Right. I had, I remember one conversation, uh, with our daughter where she was talking about someone and she says, well, I just really like that. He's just a really hard worker. Mm-hmm. Every time I see him, he's working. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I thought, ding, 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 that's good. Yeah. I want my young woman <clears throat> to admire a hard work and a work ethic in a young man. Yeah. Now, one thing you got to be really careful about if you're in a, especially if you're in a fellowship, is we have found that uh, the teens change. Who they are at 13 and 14 and who they are at 15 and 16 and who they are at 19 can be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been, there's there's a couple things at work. For one thing, there seems to be this big pendulum swing going on in the teen years. And this is a warning more to parents. You know, letting your teens go and turning into young adults, it should look like letting out a rope. Mm-hmm. You know, you've kept them close and now you're starting to let out the let out, let out the rope. And then at some point, you know, you might have to stop letting out the rope. And sometimes you have to kind of pull it back in a little bit and mm-hmm. say, oh, I gave you enough. I gave you all that responsibility, but you weren't ready for it. Mm-hmm. And so, and sometimes you have to <laughs> really work to get it back. And, okay, let's start again and try again. And okay, now we can go out. Um, but what's happening in a lot of households is their kids are hitting the teen years and people are panicking 
and they're they're going they're going from like this very conservative to this very not conservative um they're allowing things in their home they would have never have allowed and that's you know as your children grow it's okay to have more exposure to things that are questionable and learn discernment Absolutely. but this is more of it's not a okay it's necessary that's right well this, but this is more of like a a wholehearted endorsement yeah of this you know this other side and you know we have just seen this big pendulum swing a lot of it is fear-based. It, well, yeah, we're assuming it is. We think it is. We we don't always know. No, we have talked to some folks and we've some heard, of them heard their reasoning and thought, no, that's that's fear-based. Yeah, um, and it's a shame. It's a shame because, um, well, you know, anytime you act from fear, it's not faith. Uh, yeah, and you make you make decisions that yeah. you may one day regret. Yeah, and I think what we have seen is we didn't recognize before that they're conservative. Views were also fear-based. Yeah, yeah. That they were so fearful of all these things happening that they didn't let this happen, didn't let this, don't do this, don't do that. And it was rules, rules, rules. Yeah. And then their kids get to be in the early teen years and they start pushing against that because the they parents, recognize the hypocrisy. The parents fear and then, lose them. Right. And so then they let them go the other direction. And, and you get a big pendulum swing. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And it's just there's been such a, a shipwreck when that happens that yeah. it's um, it's sad and disheartening to watch so that's for the parents just a little don't you know let's evaluate let's look in faith let's let's act in faith and not in fear and that's not always your your natural reaction to things and that's not especially moms but even dads it's it's something that we have to really work toward yeah um but But that conversation through those teen years needs to continue. Um, and that's how, that's how you keep your, your standards and your principles geared toward the heart based on biblical principles and continuing to grow with the, the child who then becomes the adult child. Yeah. And without a lot of conversation, you're going to miss it. And there's been a lot of talk about, you know, it's not the formula, it's the heart. It's not the formula, it's the heart. And that's absolutely true because there isn't this formula way of walking through parenting. But one thing that people need to understand that I think gets dropped is a lot of families, they use that formula rather than doing the work of, of conversation and getting to the heart. And it's really going to be those 10 PM to 1 AM conversations, you know, when the younger children are in bed or when those teens are ready to really open up Mm -hmm. and talk to you about what's going on in their heart and mind. Mm -hmm. Those are going to be the formative conversations. Those are going to be also the ones that show you where they are and let you know, when they're ready, when you're ready to give them your blessing and say, go son. Yeah. Now, one of the things we're going to talk a little about courtship in the next one. Um, but one of the things that we want to talk about is a uh, father's responsibility. Uh, we've, we've so far, we've had these two sons who through conversation with us, 
have decided this young woman has the qualities I'm looking for, mm-hmm. and they have gone to a father. Mm-hmm. And thus far, those two young men uh, were both given a, a let me think about it for a while, or let, yes, you may court my daughter. Yeah. And so, but if the answer had been no or not yet, I want you to talk a little bit about what that father's responsibility is to his brother in Christ who isn't ready yet. Yeah. Well, the first thing is, I think uh, all of us as parents need to be preparing our kids to be ready. Um, And everybody's going to have a different measure of what that is. But you, you, you don't want to assume that your child is going to become something after they're married. Um, you want them to be prepared to already be who they're going to be when they go for the hand of this young lady or when the man comes for, for your uh, daughter. You want your daughter to be who she needs to be and not say, well, you know, she'll get there once she's married. Yeah. You now there's always, we do recognize that everyone's going to mature and grow in their faith yeah. and in their character. Right. There's a measure but, of that, but you don't want to go into it thinking. Well, after these changes are made, then they'll be acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for the, the, uh, the man who, uh, whose daughter is available and, uh, the, the young man comes and you say no or no, not yet. Uh, I think every man has to take very seriously his responsibility uh, to this young man to communicate clearly, to not keep him uh, on the line, uh, wondering what's going on to communicate frequently enough that he's not, um, questioning and, and uh, any kind of undue delay is just going to tear this guy up. Uh, and that's not doing unto others as you would have them do no, unto you. No, it's not. And, and particularly if you see something in this young man that's causing, obviously you do, you see something that's causing you to say no or not yet. It is incumbent upon every Christian man to speak to his younger brother and, and to do it lovingly and kindly. And in, in a sense, really, what you're doing is discipling him to the point that he will be ready. Right. And it may be for your daughter or maybe for some other man's daughter. But the last thing you can do is say no Give him no reason and send him on his way. I mean, what could be worse right. than that for a young man? Now he walks away, not only with a, a with a rejection, right. but no idea why. Right. And, I, I, you know, I think you need to lay aside all the concerns about hurting him and lay aside the concerns well, about... Well, you hurt him more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, lay aside all those concerns because I really think that there's some selfishness operating behind them as I have seen these things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you need to love your brother and talk to him, right. spend time with him, invest in this young man, even if it's not so that he can be your son-in-law, right. but invest in this young man because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And we we happen to be parents of eight sons. So we're particularly dialed into that. And right, so when but, my, my son comes for your daughter and you say no, yes, please, please communicate with him why and open up the scripture for him so he can see where he may be lacking and right. talk to him about specifics. Cause you want this man to grow beyond this and be ready. Right. You want him to learn. Oh, really? So I don't have my finances together. You know, yeah, that's a good point. I should have had a budget ready mm-hmm. or, 
Oh, or yeah. a job. <laughs> yeah, or a job or uh, an understanding of his relationship to the church. Right. Or, or what it means to lead a wife uh, or what a husband's responsibilities are. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you, you know, when a young man approaches you and he's not ready, you're signing up for the next 12 months of discipling this young man. Although we have seen in many places um, multiple, multiple examples of fathers who were approached by young men who weren't ready, who intensively discipled them. Yeah. And at the end of it, they were like, not only are you ready, but yeah, I want my daughter to marry you. Yeah, it's been great, great. But, really but even, right, but even that, but you do still have a responsibility to make sure, number one, he understands what's going on. And it may just be simply, you're a great guy and you are ready, but the personalities are just not a good fit. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. We're, that's allowed. You're allowed to say no, just based on that's not going to be a good fit. Yeah. Give this guy what he needs. Right. And then that young man knows, you know, he can, all right, you know, he gets over this and then he can put his, put it out there again mm-hmm. to a, another young woman. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have to spend a year revamping his finances or something or, or, fretting over what was it that he didn't like or what was it that I didn't yeah. have ready. But at the same time, making sure, you know, these are these are the reasons. And even if it's just making sure that um, his own father is discipling him in those things or making sure, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, this, this elder would be a great one to talk to about that. And, you know, you know, they're going to have more um, time and energy and effort to put into him. And that's okay, too. But just not just leaving him hanging like that. Um, would be really it's it's the it's the biblical loving one another that yeah. needs to happen. We're going to talk more about loving one another in the next couple of of podcasts. But yeah, yeah. that's where it really gets tested. Yeah, I think as we talk about courtship. Right. Okay. Hello, friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode of. HomeWise with Steve and Kara Murphy. If you have a moment and you are of the mind, please make a donation to Highlands Ministries to help support these podcasts. Uh, You can go to the website at highlandsministriesonline.org and there's a Donate Now button. You can sign up for a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated and if we get like a million monthly supporters, we will do this from the beach. (laughs) 